0: This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.
1: It's Thursday, February 8th, 2024. The Tucker Carlson interview drops in six hours. We'll be covering it live. We have a massive broadcast lined up right now, so please stay with us. InfoWars, tomorrow's news, today. We knew it was coming. I predicted it days ago. The Democrats are now calling for Tucker Carlson to be charged with the Espionage Act or treason. Listen to what some of these scumbags are saying.
2: Tucker Carlson is interviewing Vladimir Putin today, and many people believe it's going to go horribly wrong for Tucker. My first question was, is it even legal for a U.S. reporter to go over to a country that we're basically at war with and interview the president of that country? The answer is yes, but I forecast some big problems ahead for Tucker Carlson. The Espionage Act is a U.S. law that basically prohibits us from spying or leaking classified documents to foreign countries. But the words of the law are super broad and could be construed to prohibit any sharing of information with another country with intent to harm the U.S. Is it possible that Tucker shared his questions with Putin's people before the interview? Is it possible that Putin's people provided Tucker with evidence supporting their war with Ukraine? This is definitely information covered by the Espionage Act.
1: The interview is going to be way bigger than the Super Bowl. They're estimating 500 million, a billion people are going to watch it. This is as big as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. And you can argue that the moon landings never really happened, but they're saying this will be as big as the first moon landing. Potentially billions are going to watch it because billions of people don't want to be in a nuclear war and they want to hear what Vladimir Putin has to say. Of course, I'm talking about the big Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin over two hours long. He told me drops at 5 p.m. Central today, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll be covering it live on air during Owen Schroer's War Room and, of course, on my own broadcast as well. Follow us at real Alex Jones on x and at infowars.com forward slash show. But here's an update on how crazy they've gone. First, three days ago, members of the European Union government, the unelected uh, board uh, that, that, that controls the ceremonial parliament, as well as members of the parliament, came out and said, We want him banned from Europe. We want sanctions on Tucker Carlson. Then they started talking about, oh, criminal charges. Maybe we can charge him with something. Now the Democrats have come out, and it's all over the news saying, let's charge him with the Espionage Act. Is he guilty? Well, yes. Which, of course, he's not, ladies and gentlemen. This is how panicked and insane they are. Hillary Clinton says that he's a useful idiot. Hillary Clinton says, yeah, we should look at not letting him back into the United States. They're trying to murder journalism, and they're trying to kill your right to hear and see other ideas. They lied to us about the Ukraine war. The Ukrainians have lost. NATO started the war nine years ago. Russia warned if they didn't back down, they would invade. And they did, ladies and gentlemen. And now NATO says nuclear war is imminent and they're preparing to have a draft in places like Germany and the UK. The last desperate holdout or fortress of tyranny is war. And all their different globalist operations and their COVID lockdowns has failed to get people to submit to the rollout of this new globalist system with the cashless society, the central bank digital currencies, the ESGs. And so they're openly saying in NATO that decades of ongoing war with Russia, saying in the last decades, will help bring in their new world order. Whether you agree with Putin, whether you agree with Xi Jinping, whether you agree with the puppet Biden— Anybody should have a right to be able to interview them if they do the interview. And we have a right as adults to hear what they're actually saying. This is the same left that sends convicted pedophiles in to elementary schools to have children sit in their laps with drag queen pedophile time. So the children can have that done to them, but we as adults can't hear from Vladimir Putin. So I'm going to be covering this all today on my regular show, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., then Owen at 3 p.m. Central today. We'll be live. When the interview drops, we'll be airing it. Tucker wants everybody to share it. He wants to get out because they're going to try to block it. You can find the full interview at Tucker Carlson's website that we'll put on screen. You can also find it on his ex account. But again, we'll also be linking to it and streaming it. And after it's over, we'll have commentary as well. And then on the Friday show tomorrow, we'll be opening the phones up to discuss it. This is history making and it could stop World War III. Please share this important report.
3: While other networks lie to you about what's happening now,
4: Infowars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Infowars.com forward slash show.
1: We'll be back.
0: Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones, coming to you live from the front lines of the InfoWar.
1: Well, I am excited for so many reasons. Woo! It is Thursday, February 8th, 2024. I am your embattled and battle-hardened host. Alex Jones coming to you from DeBenard, Texas Broadcasting Worldwide. I am literally in the center geographically of Texas, broadcasting worldwide. Okay. Wow. This Tucker thing is really fantastic. The globalists have gone into conniption fits. It is going to get a billion views, it'll get 500 million on X. And it draws the enemy out in the open. The globalists have hijacked our country and Europe and many other nations in the the New World Order system and just shows what tyrants they are and how they want to suppress our free speech. And by them making a big deal about this, instead of it getting 100 million views, it's going to get a billion views. This is the top story in the world. A billion people, I estimate conservatively, in the next couple days will watch this interview. In fact, I know they got big servers at X, but I I think some of the feeds may go down. I certainly think at tuckercarlson.com, where they're also hosting it, they're going to get hit with 50 million people are going to try to hit it at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. So I'm not trying to put the uh, gremlin on it. I'm just saying it doesn't matter how big your servers are. There's been cases where Google, you know, had 50 million people at one time hit and they they can't do it. Uh, We're going to see what happens. but, But regardless, there'll be a download of it as well. We will grab it immediately. We will host it. We will promote it. This is the live Thursday broadcast World Braces, the World Braces for Tucker Carlson's historic interview with Vladimir Putin. Click and share the Alex Jones Show now and let's defeat the New World Order together because this is about free speech. All right, the new talking point is the Espionage Act, and that's federal law that if you give an enemy in time of war data about the military or secret information, it's life in prison. It's treason. Uh, No one has ever said a journalist going and interviewing somebody. This has always happened. Hitler was being interviewed even in the last year of World War II by Western journalists. It was mainly by written correspondence, but some actually went there. Here in the depths of the Cold War, Stalin, Khrushchev, you know, we're constantly talking to Western media. The idea, and the Russian was, news was interviewing our presidents, the idea that we're not adults and we can't listen to Vladimir Putin is preposterous. But it goes to everything, the control of information, the surveillance of information, the censorship of information, the CIA, the Justice Department, manipulating elections. That's more important than even the ballot box because it manipulates the mind. They've had congressional hearings with experts documenting this. So this is amazing. And it's really drawn the establishment out in the open. But they are running around saying, yeah, sanction him in the EU. That started three days ago when Tucker said, yeah, I've got the interview. And then it went on from there with, oh, um, let's not let him come back to the United States. And then now it's, let's have the Espionage Act. And at the same time, at the Supreme Court, they've released audio of the oral arguments going on in the presidential immunity case. And I'm no lawyer, but I've talked to a lot and I've studied history. You have to have presidential immunity on basic presidential actions or the other branches will take over the presidency. That's why Congress has immunity from the presidency and the courts have immunity from the executive and the legislative as well. It doesn't mean you can commit crimes. It doesn't mean you can, but it means the other branch of government can't attack you. So in oral arguments, and I've got this coming up, we've got audio of it. You have the Democrat judges saying, well, you're a terrible person. I mean, to the lawyers, I mean, are you saying his insurrection was okay? You're saying he was allowed to have insurrection on January 6th? Trump has not been charged with insurrection. Trump has not been convicted of insurrection. Uh, No one is, Seriously, saying that he commanded people to attack the Capitol. He said, Go there and be peaceful. We had a stage set up where I was supposed to speak with the president. We'd had so many other rallies, I had no idea we were being set up. We walked into a trap. And we all now all know that. But there they are saying, Are you saying the president's above the law? And his lawyer said, We're not saying he did insurrection. He's never been convicted of that. But you have to go read the transcript or listen to the audio to even hear that because on the news they're running the headlines. Trump says he's above the law. It's the voters that decide if he's above the law. Because if they can not have his basic immunity, then the other branches can take it from us. And it's the same thing with Congress. Congress then gets pressured by its voters, and then they can impeach him. But Trump survived two impeachments. He was indicted by the House twice. But that's just a vote to begin impeachment. He was not impeached. The Senate then holds a trial to decide if you are going to be removed. So again, another lie. Trump was never impeached. They passed the move for the impeachment investigations. And then once all the evidence came out, it got dropped like a hot potato. When myself and Roger Stone working with some of the Trump team, we had to literally throw fits to do this. Sent them the clips, and I'm not bragging. It just shows how he's surrounded by a bunch of morons. Most of them, I'm sorry, a bunch of Politico idiot lawyers, and they got uh, shown was the only good lawyer he had, an amazing lawyer. And and we got a hold of Shown, Roger Stone did, and I worked with Roger and others to get the clips together. And then they basically used our clips with some other clips. And it was like a 10 minute clip. You remember it of Democrats saying confront them at gas stations, grocery stores, get in their faces, burn down the buildings, attack the police. The vice president, uh, she later became vice president via theft, Kamala Harris, saying that she's bailing people out that burned down or tried to burn down or partially burned down federal courthouses. So that's where we are. And they know exactly what they're doing. But you never see a real defense of Trump like that. All his other lawyers wanted to sit there and debate little points of law all day. But the whole world's a stage. Each of us players upon it, as Shakespeare said, William Shakespeare. No, you just go play a 10-minute clip on TV of them saying things 50 times more intense than Trump ever said. And you play then clips of Trump saying, let's be peaceful, go to the Capitol. They always say, it was 130 hours into the insurrection, two hours before he did anything. They started attacking the Capitol, the provocateurs, when he went on the stage. Then he spoke for an hour and a half. Then he tried to go to the Capitol. Secret Service refused. They, it was a lie that he grabbed the wheel. They testified it didn't happen. But he goes back to the White House. He takes 30 minutes to find to, to figure out what's going on, to go make a statement. But before that, like what, you can look it up on Twitter, or now X, at like 130-something. I remember from memory. Look it up. Trump said, the law enforcement's not the enemy. Don't go in the Capitol. You're in the Capitol. Get out of the Capitol. So let's explain this. 30 minutes after he leaves the Ellipse where he's giving a speech, he is tweeting, don't go in the Capitol. And an hour after he's left the Ellipse, he shoots a video saying, don't go in. So, again, but they tell you, oh, they started attacking at 10 a.m. And he didn't do anything till 1 30. He didn't get off the stage for hours. And then he goes and gets in his motorcade and drives to the White House. Yeah, there it is. I said one thirty something. See how good my memory is? Am I bragging? Look at that. Please support our Capitol, police, and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. And then right after that, they kill Ashley Babbitt. I mean, I was there. It's the fog of war. You don't even know what's going on. I'm telling hundreds of thousands of people don't go in after they've opened the doors. And you see tens of thousands on video turn around and walk away. And I said, Trump's coming over here to speak. Go to the other side of the Capitol. Go to where we have a stage. I get there. There's a stage but not even a microphone setup. up. The Secret Service came and got me out of the front row of the event and told me to lead the march when already the million plus people that were outside of the Ellipse that couldn't get through the security, it was too small, were already going to the Capitol. So I get in a crowd with hundreds of thousands already in front of me and I'm supposed to lead? that. you think the Secret Service was so stupid with all the preparation? I'm not blaming all of them because we've got some good ones that have given us good intel. But do you think they didn't know? I was being set up. But I wasn't thinking about that at the time. You're in the middle of Secret Service and the president, he's talking like 25 feet from you right there and they're telling you before, hey, they're going to come and you know open the gate right in front of him speaking. I mean, right to the side. Like, here's the president right here, 30 feet away, Twenty-five feet away, they they open the they they move the barrier and they wave me through, and the police lead me back in this field behind it, with all the police and secret service to say, Okay, there's the march and there's Pennsylvania Avenue. Go lead them. And I look at them and I go, How am I supposed to lead that? Actually, masses of people 200 yards away. Because we're all fenced in. We're behind the crowd that's watching Trump. He's up there speaking. And they'd say, hey, just your security's meeting you down there. And I see my security turning yards away. I go, they're all waiting for me, bullhorn, all the stuff. I go over there. There's a p- little police station there, a little police substation. I say, may I pee? And the police, because I was sitting there for hours listening to Trump, they go, of course, sir. They weren't in on it. They were nice. So I go in there, and they open up the little cop station. I go and pee and my wife, you know, pees or whatever. And then we all get with the crew. We go, what do we do? How are we supposed to lead this? And then I wade into a huge crowd marching to the Capitol and I get there and literally there's people climbing parapets and there's tear gas going off. And I'm, I start walking up and I've never been hit with tear gas. A plume hits me right in the face. I start coughing and immediately my security goes, you got to get up on, you know, engine controls and and our secret real speed at wartime. Or I'm going to tell you in our test, the accuracy of our missiles, and what our real that that's life in prison, baby. And it should be. Well, did did, did Trump give the the, the, the the Russians anything? No. Did uh Tucker ever give them any secrets? No. It's an interview. You'll see what's done. But the idea is having a different view, being against the war, wanting peace. They're saying that. That's terrorism, ladies and gentlemen, that that's espionage, that that's criminal activity. Just like they say, you question a stolen election, you're an evil person, you're you're an extremist. Or, oh, you you don't like lockdowns, you're a bad person. If the Russians were doing anything to America, I would be all over their ass like white on rice. Like flies on you-know-what. And the Chai are married to the New World Order. They were set up to take over the world. Now they broke with them about nine years ago. So I don't like the Chai communists. They're as bad as the globalists, but they're not as powerful. But almost as powerful. But they're in our business. I mean, they are funding Hollywood, own four of the big six production houses, in sync with the you know anti-white, break up the border, destroy the country crap. And so I'm absolutely pissed at the chai and I'm against them. And I want the communist party of China to be removed. And I want to see China free and open. Russia's pro-Christian. Russia's pro-family. Russia has put the Orthodox church right at the top of society. They pay people to have children. And that's why the left hates Russia. That's why Rob Reiner hates Russia is because for 87 years, the left out of America and the Trotskyites were in control of that country and they could use it to invade and attack whoever they wanted. You know that British intelligence ran it and you know that Russian immigrants, mainly Jewish, it's just true, it's mainline history, hundreds of thousands of them, to the United States in the eighteen and 1900s that spoke Russian we're given British intelligence money and hundreds of millions of gold at the time, that's billions, and we're sent in when Russia was in trouble at the end of World War One on our side and double-crossed by British intelligence and overthrown and then turned into an engine like America's been overthrown by the globalist, and is now an engine trying to dominate the world for the new world order and export pedophilia and all the rest of the crap. So that's where we are, ladies and
5: gentlemen, and that's what's going on, and that's what's happening So that's what this
1: comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, and and it's mainline history about the 1917 October Revolution in Moscow, okay? And it's a fact. That that went on. So when you hear Putin, he says, I will defeat the Anglo-Americans with the Russians. And people say, he's blaming white people? No, 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 no. The globalist in their old name of who ran the British Empire, and the European Empire, is they call themselves the Anglo-Americans. That's why the biggest oil company in the world, after Standard Oil, was Anglo-American oil until they changed the name to British Petroleum. And the Anglos were a tribe out of Europe that merged with the Vikings and then William the Conqueror almost a 1,000 years ago that took over France and England. So that's all this is. And and like the Russians speak in the original language directly to the globalists. They say, Anglo-Americans are destroying you in America. They're enslaving you in Europe. They're your enemy. And they have been our enemy for literally 800 years. And they have never beaten us yet. And we are going to beat you. You are our enemy of old. We are going to beat you. And Putin goes on. He goes, we were a thousand years ago. Russia was born in Ukraine. It's a longer name, but it translates to Slav the Wise. That's why they're called Slavs. And they defeated the the Huns and the Mongols and then the Muslims. Then they lost. That was 900 years ago, roughly. And the Muslims took over Ukraine that was Russia. And only the Ukrainians that are the Russians, that's where the Russians come from, is Ukraine. Only Russians that didn't get enslaved for like 90 years, look it up, like 95 years, were the Moscow tribe. That's where they'd moved and gone, the Slavs. So they came down and had a huge, massive, I've I've read the history many times, like five, six, a long war. Hundreds of thousands dead conservatively. And they drive the Muslims out. And now they say, your new capital is Moscow. So to the Russians, having Ukraine taken over is like their mother being kidnapped. And you have to, and that's what Putin says. And when I already knew that from history, but when I saw him saying it years ago, I went and checked my history. Well, let me make sure Putin's telling the truth. It's in the frickin' mainline history books, people. So the Russians watch their mother being driven off, blindfolded and gagged and hog-tied in the back of a truck, and they get pissed, man. And the globalist at NATO knew exactly where to go. Ukraine was never not in Russia. Until V.I. Lenin took over in 1917, and two years later, he handed Ukraine over as a treat and as payment to the West and to the Rothschilds for taking over Russia. And, the, and, and Putin gives speeches about that. And the thing is, I don't just sit there and believe Vladimir Putin. I, I like the truth. And I'm giving you a gestalt, because this is all complex history. Just giving you the basic strokes. I'm just giving you generalities. Go look at it. It's even more fascinating. And so you're going to hear that in the two-plus-hour interview. Unedited, taped to air means it's like it was live. <coughs> over two hours, Tucker told me. And by the way, that's news. Nobody knows how long it is. Tucker told me over two hours. He didn't say I couldn't talk about it, so I'm telling you. He said it's over two hours. Incredible. And, and, and you're going to hear all about the bioweapon labs in Ukraine. And you're going to hear all about all of this. You're going to hear about every bit of it. But it'd be like if your family was from Southern Ireland, and then you had family in Northern Ireland, and you watched the British come take it over. And historically it looks like main Irish culture kind of developed and first became dominant in the North of Ireland thousands of years ago. And imagine when they saw the British take Northern Ireland, they got pissed. They said, well, that's our country. It's the same thing. Ukraine is as Russian as you can get. Yeah. There've been a bunch of wars the last thousand years. It wasn't just Muslims pushing in the Germanics have pushed the Russians out in the last 500 years. There's been a bunch of wars and pushed the Russians out of about a third of the west of Ukraine, and then Hitler exacerbated that in World War II, and, and said the Slavs are animals; they're all scum. You're not Slavs; you're German. You're Aryans. And and yeah, they are, on average, more blonde than the historic Russians because they got overrun by the Huns, and by the Muslims. They were blonde-haired, blue-eyed. They got run over and enslaved. And so then they sit there with the Germans saying, you're subhuman. And they're like, we're not subhuman, dude. We're from here. So that's that's the real history of it, okay? And it, it, it's the same war that's been being fought for a 1,000 years. I've got a lot of news to cover. Stay with us. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young, You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar, it does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store.
6: Hey, let me
2: start by.
0: You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, it's Alex Jones.
1: Every new war is really a continuation of the last war. That's an Alex Jones quote, and it's damn true. So understanding history is critical. I just gave you a quick snapshot. It's way more interesting than what I just told you, and it was pretty damn interesting what I just said. It's wild. And once you know the history, those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it my people perish for lack of knowledge, then you understand that Putin's telling the truth. Not saying he's perfect, not saying he's an angel cake. I'm just saying, I, I, I watch what Putin says, I go research it. It's night and day compared to our leaders. Now, does he let the CIA come in there and take their country over? No. And, and everybody sees this, ladies and gentlemen, and, and people are sick of being lied to. And they know Putin's not the one dissolving our borders and doing drag queen pedophile time. They know they're not the ones giving us poison shots and devaluing our dollar. The globalists hate our guts. I mean, there's a new clip of Trudeau saying, we're not, you make Canada great again. Canada's never been great. Biden's saying, I remember meeting with Francois Mitterrand a few weeks ago, and the guy's been dead since the 90s. I remember meeting with Helmut Kohl, and he's very upset about and and he's he been dead for a long time. I think I was a German chancellor like 30 years ago. Total cuckoo land. They're calling it the, uh, after the six Sense movie, they're calling it the 46th cents. I see dead world leaders. I see them everywhere. I mean, you can laugh at this, but this is dangerous as hell, folks. Because the Biden a year ago said we can't send F 16s and missiles. That's World War III. But now he says, oh, yeah, we're just going to have World War Three. Everything's wonderful. Everything's good. Let's just have a big giant war. By the way, Trump's speaking live at Mar-a-Lago about the Supreme Court and presidential immunity. Here it is. Nice to see you all. Nice
6: place. Uh,
1: I just finished watching the Supreme Court. It
6: was a beautiful thing to watch in many respects. It's unfortunate that we have to go through a thing like that. I consider it to be more election interference by the Democrats. That's what they're doing. Uh, the good news is we're leading virtually every poll. We're leading uh, the I don't even know if we have anymore. I'm not sure that we even have a Republican candidate, somebody running, but not making any impact. So, as you know, we won Iowa. We won New Hampshire in records and each one a record. Uh, We think we're going to do very well. I'm heading out right now to Nevada for the caucus and uh, the caucuses. And uh, I think we're going to do very well there. All polls indicate we're in the 90s, maybe more than the 90s. Uh, We certainly did well in a primary that didn't matter. where They voted very nicely. And we have tremendous support from the people of our country. Uh, They hate what's happening at the border. They hate what's happening. Just generally, we're not a respected country anymore. We're laughed at all over the world. They're laughing at us. And they hate what's happening. They hate seeing it. They love our country. They want it to come back. And we're going to do that. If you think about it, had the results of the election been uh, different, that would be nice, Uh, you wouldn't have the Ukrainian situation with Russia. You wouldn't have had, you would not have had an attack on israel which was so horrible you uh, would not have had inflation you wouldn't have china talking about taiwan you wouldn't have any of the problems that we have today and you certainly had a, a broke iran and now you have a very rich iran iran was broke when i left they had no money to give to hamas they had no money to give to hezbollah and now they were now they have 200 billion plus as you probably know people don't like to admit it they certainly control iraq and Iraq has another 300 billion. So you have a very, a very rich group of, com- of countries. And, uh, as you know, Iraq should have never happened. That was a balance against Iran. And we blew out the balance. And now Iran has, essentially, Iraq. And Iraq doesn't like saying that, but that's the way it is. And uh, it's a shame. The world is in tremendous danger. We're in danger of possibly a World War three, And we have a man who's absolutely The worst president in the history of our country can't put two sentences together. He's not going to be able to negotiate with Putin or Xi or Kim Jong-un, North Korea. Not going to be able to negotiate with anybody. All he knows how to do is drop bombs all over the place, meaningless bombs, except they kill a lot of people. It costs a lot of money. Every time you see a bomb, it's another million dollars. And it actually sets us back. We have peace through strength. This should not be happening. The Middle East is blowing up. It's blowing up and a lot of people are being killed and it's so unnecessary. So I just say that uh, in watching the Supreme Court today, I thought it was very, it's a very beautiful process. I hope that democracy in this country will continue uh, because right now we have a very, very tough situation with all of the radical left ideas with the weaponization of uh, politics they weaponized it like it's never been weaponized before it's totally illegal but they do it anyway and it has to stop every one of the court cases that i'm involved every single one civil whether it's the attorney generals or the district attorneys you look at fani in georgia they had many meetings with the white house and with the doj they went there eight hour meetings that was all staged that was a phony hoax, and now you look at it, and it is a phony hoax. And hopefully, that case will be dismissed in short order. It's a, it's a disgrace to this country. But they work together with the Justice Department and the White House, and not supposed to do that. Every one of these cases you see comes out of the White House. It comes out of Biden. It's election interference, and it's really very sad. Uh, I thought the presentation today was a very good one. I think it was well received. I hope it was well received. You have millions of people that are out there wanting to vote, and they happen to want to vote for me or the Republican Party, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. But I'm the one running, and we are leading in every poll. We're leading in the uh, local polls, in the state polls, and we're leading in the swing state polls, and we're leading very big in the national polls. So it's been a very great honor. We love the country i think the reason we have such big leads frankly is that they loved four years of us compared to the three years plus the three years that they've gone with biden where you have open borders you have crime nobody's ever seen crime like this what's happening and now the crime is being committed much of it by the migrants that have come in illegally to our country Uh, i was wondering about that i said you know a lot of these people come out of jails they come out of mental institutions they come out of places that you don't want to know about. We don't even know where they come from. We don't know who they are, where they are. They're being dumped in from mental institutions, from prisons and jails. And many terrorists are coming into our country. We're going to be paying a big price. They have to stop it. They have to close the border. By the way, the president can do it just by saying, I want the border closed. I close the border. We have the safest border in the history of our country. Now we have the most unsafe border in the history of the world. There's never been a a country with a border like this, not even a third world country. So uh, we are, again, we're going out to Nevada right now. We'll be out there. Some of you are going to be out there with us, otherwise your colleagues will be. And hopefully we're going to have a big night caucus tonight. We're going to have a very big night. We expect to have a very big night. Uh, The Virgin Islands, as you know, are also very much in play today. So we'll be hearing about them sometime during the day or later on in the evening. And it's an honor to have you at Mar-a-Lago. I hope you like it. Uh, it's worth a little more than eighteen million dollars is another case. He says worth eighteen million dollars. I said, uh, which uh, which cabin are we talking about? But that's the kind of that's the kind of justice we have when they say that to try and build up a case. That was a shame. But that gave up so much. When they said that, that gave up so much that Mar-a-Lago's worth eighteen million dollars they had it appraised for, as you know. 50 to 100 times that amount. But we have a judge it that's what he said. And he's supposed to be ruling on me. But who knows, maybe he'll be fair. I doubt it. But maybe he'll be fair. So I want to thank everybody. And by the way, we proved that case 100% five times over. That case is 100% proven five times over. We've never seen anything like it. He just wouldn't dismiss it no matter what. shouldn't it be there. It should have been in the commercial division. Anyway, uh it's an honor to have you. I look forward to having you again, and I'll probably see you out in Nevada. Thank you very much. The U.S.
5: Supreme Court has said to be broadly skeptical in early reporting about the effort to try and kick you off the ballot. Having said that, though, speak to the argument, legal and otherwise, that your detractors have made leading up to the day. And it's an argument that was given voice by Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, not one. All right. Yet. I got I got the, said said the juice. no question. Yeah, I got the President juice. President Trump is practically yes. and morally responsible for okay. provoking the events of the day. He doesn't
6: say that anymore. So let me just tell you that I heard and I watched. And the one thing I'll say is they kept saying about what I said right after the insurrection. I think All right, folks.
1: That's that's enough of the Trump press conference. If he says anything else, we'll uh, the way support, and we'll get it there. You can go watch it on C-SPAN if you want. All right, look. <laughs> uh, you know, I I should probably tell you what we have set up on the show today. Obviously, at three p.m., Owen Troyer starts the war room. I'm going to be co-hosting with him um, for part of the show. I'll definitely be in studio by 4 p.m. in the lead up to 5 p.m. Central when the Tucker interview drops. And we're going to be posting it, streaming it out as well. And when it's over, we will give our commentary and analysis. And obviously, we'll open the phones up tomorrow. We'll do a Spaces tomorrow on the Friday show. I'll obviously come in and do a whole Saturday show on this. It's so historic. There's so many angles to it. But in big news... This is what we got coming up. Ezra Levant of Rebel Media has so much to say about some big victories against tyranny in Canada with the farmers and the truck drivers, but the government backing off the euthanizing mentally ill people, which are wards of the states. So that's the state actually killing you, not just euthanasia. You're, you're not choosing it. We knew that's where it was going. So much with Ezra Levant. Also get his take on Tucker. Just slice goes to the NGOs, to the NGOs that are just the modern U.N. name, non-governmental organization of the social justice warrior, community organizer crap. The domestic security force, just as big and just as strong as our military. That's that's the bureaucratic army. Oh, we're going to defund the police and give at least half the money to social workers. Now, social workers are, some are good, some are bad, but they're become a tool of to the globalists. But this is NGOs, not even governmental social workers. No oversight, getting massive amounts of taxpayer and funding and, and grants and all the rest of it. And, and it's a business that's designed to expand and make the whole country dependent on them. It's Cloward and Piven taken to the max, a plan to collapse Western countries, which Klaus Schwab says, at an angrier Collapsed post industrial world, the great reset to destroy society to build back better. This is tyranny, making you domesticated, making you totally dependent. That's their admitted battle plan. And the great society and what they did with black people in the 60s is a microcosm. LBJ wrote a bunch of letters saying these N words are uppity. Why, they're just as wealthy as the white middle class. They're getting totally independent. That which doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, as Nietzsche said, not defending segregation or Jim Crow. But black communities had their own doctors, their own lawyers, their own colleges, their own hotels, their own laundry mats, their own restaurants, their own country clubs, everything. And black illegitimacy was at the same level or lower than white in the 50's and 40s. Now it's like 80%. And they had CIA weaponized gangster rap put in there, and now they've destroyed the black community. I mean, they're destroying everybody. They really destroyed them, wrecked them. A lot of black folks have survived it, but you got to admire them. But I mean, we're talking mind control. Take the men out of the house, make gangster thugs, their dads, their images, so they'll then be inducted into gangs. Show them that it's cool to work with gangsters on the TV, on MTV, on the radio that have real gangs there, funded by the CIA, to be their father figure in a pipeline right to prison. And now, generations and generations have been trained in prison, so you gotta lock the white thugs, the Hispanic thugs, the black thugs up, because they run around murdering and killing. But now, oh no, George Soros won't even charge those groups to let them know they've even got more power to further destabilize things. This is an exact plan an admitted plan, a cold-blooded plan. Here's a short clip out of the Supreme Court that Trump was just talking about. They went to lunch, so he came out and covered it. There's a bunch of these clips. Uh, but uh, here's Trump, and, and, and here's one of the Democrat justices, Jackson, trying to misrepresent what presidential immunity is. Here it is. All right,
7: final question. Um The Colorado Supreme Court concluded that the violent attempts of the petitioner supporters uh, in this case to halt the count uh, on January 6 qualified as an insurrection, uh, as defined by Section 3. And I read your opening brief to accept uh, that those events counted as an insurrection, Um, but then your reply seemed to suggest that they were not. So, What is your position as to
2: that? We we never accepted or conceded in our opening brief that this was an insurrection. What we said in our opening brief was President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. All right, so why would this not not be an insurrection?
7: What is your argument that it's not? Your reply brief says that it wasn't because, I think you say, um, it did not involve an organized attempt to overthrow the government.
2: That's one of many reasons. But for an insurrection, there needs to be an organized, concerted effort to overthrow the government of the United States through violence. and this So riot the point that occurred,
7: is that a chaotic effort to overthrow the government is not an insurrection? No,
2: we didn't concede that it's an effort to overthrow the government either, Justice Jackson. Right? None of these criteria were met. This was a riot. It was not an insurrection. The events were shameful, criminal, violent, all of those things. But it did not qualify as insurrection as that term is used in Section 3. Thank you. Because, thanks. Thank you, Counsel. Thank you.
1: You could take that clip and teach a two-year college course on it. Supreme Court Justice Jackson knows Trump wasn't convicted, knows no one was, or even charged, knows no one else was charged with that insurrection. And then she's saying, is the president above the law? Is he allowed to have an insurrection? He goes, there was no insurrection. You call it that on the news, you say that over and over again, but it didn't happen. So you're saying, is he above the law for his insurrection? The whole preface is a lie. And the same thing's been going on like with the Jean Carroll kangaroo cases in New York. The jury finds he never raped her, as she said, but we think he grabbed her by the vagina. Well, that's a criminal issue. So because he said, I'm innocent, he owes $5 million. Since when can you not say you're innocent? Even you're caught with dead bodies in the back of your truck and, and Polaroids and you're killing them. And then he says again, I'm innocent. So another kangaroo jury's told he's guilty by the judge. You must find him guilty now, $83 million. So the jury says, even though it's not their right to do, 25 years later, oh, he didn't rape her. Okay, well, he said I didn't rape her. But you did pinch her. And with no evidence of that, no witnesses, she can't even say what month it happened because she knows he can then find where he was somewhere else, might be in Scotland, might've been in mar lago This is sick, folks. And I've been through it myself at these kangaroo trials where the judge finds you guilty, controls what info can be brought out. People ask, why aren't your lawyers asking questions? They're told you're going to jail in contempt. You're gonna pay fines. They find me in contempt $1,100,000 dollars that came from free speech systems and almost closed the doors because we asked questions in those show trials. And you go, Jones's lawyers are retarded. I mean, they're not, they're given full lists. One of my lawyers was sanctioned hundreds of thousands, the other hundreds of thousands. They had to pay. Because they said things the judge said they're not allowed to say. And in these kangaroo trials with Trump, in many cases, not even juries, in the real estate case, they give you a list of things you can't say. That's in the news. And when, I, when people saw that happen to me, they're like, is that possible? Yeah, it's possible. It's not just possible. It's the new thing they do. Oh, by the way, you can't hear what Vladimir Putin has to say either. Because he's running America. And anybody that doesn't like being raped by the government, anybody that doesn't like having their rights taken or elections stolen, well, you're getting orders. Oh, hold on. Oh, Putin, what do I say? Oh, yes, sir. We're going to go to break. Ezra LeVant's going to join us. I'm going to just tell listeners point blank, we have insanely good products and I need help. You want to fight the New World Order? I need people to say, I'm going to decide to fight the New World Order and I'm going to check out these products. I love the less than 1% of the audience that actually goes to InfoWarsStore.com and gets incredible products. Great supplements, great books, great films, great water filtration, you know, all sorts of other cool stuff. But I need the majority of you to say, you know, I'm not going to just be a spectator here. I'm going to get in the arena and get great products at the same time. I'm going to fight for America, especially when we're starting to get traction and starting to win. The globalists are coming after you. What are you going to do to stand up against them? Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Take these two products. This is about to sell out. First run of it, super popular already. Next level foundational energy. There's no other energy product out there like this. This isn't a stimulant. This is breakdowns of what the cells create. That a lot of people can't produce properly in their cells like methylfolate and other things that supercharge your entire energy system and clean out your cells this is energy that doesn't make you tired and doesn't have any letdown it's the opposite it's incredible next level foundational energy Infowarstore.com. also nitric boost even stronger new even better manufacturer It's the same manufacturer we're buying through another group, but we decided to make it a little bit stronger and better. And I got a lot better deal on this. So instead of a 25% off, even though it's one of our best sellers, we're giving you 40% off on Nitric Boost that cleans out your arteries, your veins, your capillaries, your brain. It's totally anti-stroke, anti-all the garbage. that's out there at vasodilates. You need Nitric Boost. Experience Nitric Boost from InfowarStore.com or 888-253-3139. And there's so many other great products like Turbo Force and so many other great products like Vaso Beats and Ultra 12 and Winter Sun. Check them all out. And then there are a whole bunch of products, all those great best-selling silver products, not available at Infowarshore.com or available at DrJonesNaturals.com. DrJonesNaturals.com. The original best-selling super blue toothpaste with the nano silver, the tea tree, the iodine. Nobody's got this. No fillers, incredible for your gums, your teeth. People love this. It's available again, a limited run. They're going to make more, but it's about to sell out. And there's all those other great wound gel, silver, nano silver, uh, all the great silver products, and a lot of the great supplements that are game changers are available exclusively at drjonesnaturals.com. Dr. Jones Naturals, just one word: drjonesnaturals.com, and they're a great sponsor of the show. So please support the broadcast while getting amazing products now. So mark down these coordinates. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. Order over the phone or drjonesnatorals.com. Take action now. The revolution against tyranny is now. We need the help now. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the Info War. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, forty percent off. Info War Store.
4: Washington D.C flexing its New World Order muscle to brand average Americans rightfully fed up with a rigged election system as racist domestic terrorists who deserve to die. Because at the end of the day, Washington, D.C. is its own state, a corporation separate from these United States. A lobbyist hellhole seeped in corruption, teeming with sexually compromised ingrates, licking the boots of globalism and fascism. So when a survey conducted by Triton Polling and Research revealed that a D.C. jury pool refused to see the truth behind the January 6th political prisoners and instead opted to fuel the anti-American narrative, it was clearly obvious that there is no justice in the District of Criminals and a change of venue is in order. As J6 protesters were branded as domestic terrorists, traitors, criminals, and insurrectionists.
7: In every single court of our land, no one's been charged and convicted with insurrection. Yet Democrats and dishonest people in the media every single day accuse President Trump of waging an insurrection.
2: You know how I know it wasn't an insurrection? Because he hasn't been charged with insurrection. You know how else I know it's not an insurrection? Because this is the first insurrection in the history of the world where the people that were a part of it were unarmed. If you're trying to stoke an insurrection, you don't tell the people listening, hey, I want you to go over there peacefully and patriotically.
4: According to the poll, nearly 90% said that Donald Trump was to blame, not the broken criminal election system. Nearly 70% said that Donald Trump's supporters are racist, a complete fabrication. While nearly 50% agree that the J6ers who stood up for the country, according to our founding documents, deserve life imprisonment or death.
1: What the judges have been hiding behind saying that uh, through the jury selection process they can root out those who have um, inherent
5: biases against the January 6th defendants has now been completely obliterated. That narrative is gone. Um, you can't root out 86.4% of people that believe that no matter what we did at the Capitol, anyone who
1: participated in the events of Jan 6 should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Regardless of what they did at the Capitol, anyone who participated in the events of January 6 nearly 70% of D.C. jurors believe that we should serve prison time, prison time.
4: Even as a three-judge panel, D.C. Federal Appeals Court in Washington, D.C., ruled that Donald Trump does not have immunity from prosecution in his election case, as events unfolded, the narrative to get Trump and his supporters is crumbling.
2: We are here today to authoritatively express that President Trump did not commit an insurrection, Uh, And we believe Congress has a unique role in making that declaration. It's not the job of the states and especially not the job of some bureaucrats in Colorado to make this assessment and interfere with the rights of voters to cast their vote for the candidate of their choice. Kamala Harris kept it secret that she was in the DNC building on January 6th. She covered that up for almost a year before it leaked and still she hasn't acknowledged it. Now think about this. Kamala Harris is one of the most politically opportunistic creatures on this planet. Why on earth would Kamala Harris forego the opportunity to milk politically the fact that she was within a hair's width of losing her life? Well, there were four committees, as you,
5: as you told us here, that requested preservation of those Secret Service communications and they specifically said including electronic communications and then the secret service proceeds to migrate the phones to a different carrier and destroy the phones that were in their possession the word of the secret service that this stuff is deleted and it ain't never coming back because they just did, they didn't just delete the electronics they destroyed the phones
4: it is those that set up this monstrous power grab that flies in the face of the republic who deserve life imprisonment or worse. John Bound
1: reporting. The great Ezra LeVance joins us to cover the waterfront in T-minus 60 seconds. Everybody you know and those you don't know, tune in now at Infowars.com and Real Alex Jones on X.
0: Waging War on Corruption. It's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the info war.
1: We focus a lot on Australia. We focus a lot on Germany and France and the UK, and we focus on our amazing northern friends in Canada. Because the globalists admit, Klaus Schwab admits, that UN admits they're the beta test for us, and we're the beta test for them. We're all in this together. So Ezra Levant heads up Rebel Media, one of the best media organizations, is pro-human, pro-truth in the world, rebelnews.com, at Ezra Levant on X. We're going to cover the waterfront here with him. I've been trying to get him on for weeks since he was did a great job there uh, from Switzerland at the Davos uh, operation, knocked it out of the park again uh, with his crew because we had some big victories in Canada, at least for now backing off the state, killing mentally ill people that they're wards of, and we've also got new clips of Trudeau saying Canada's not great. How dare you say that? That almost tops his. Uh, he admires Xi Jinping above anything else because he has a basic dictatorship. And we've also got um, the media meltdown over Tucker in Russia, Israel, and Gaza. Canada petition to get out of the UN, WHO, open borders, ongoing transgender insanity in Canada. We're going to cover it all. Ezra Levant, you're 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 the quarterback this hour and the coach.
3: What do you want to jump into first? Yeah, I want to tell you, I think the most important piece of news in Canada in 2024 was a shocking, shocking in a good way, court decision by our federal court of Canada. It ruled that when Justin Trudeau invoked martial law two years ago in response to the peaceful truckers, when he seized bank accounts, when he deployed riot horses against peaceful protesters, that was illegal, unconstitutional unreasonable, unjustified. Those are all words from the ruling. And further on, he said the way it was implemented was against our Constitution, the seizing of bank accounts. Here's an example. As you know, a lot of households have a joint bank account between mom and dad. So if dad was protesting, they would seize the family bank account so mom couldn't buy groceries or medicine or pay for school. So it, was that. so it wasn't just that the invocation of martial law was illegal. The judge said the way it was implemented was illegal too. This was such a breath of fresh air. This was so encouraging. As the kids say, it was a white pill moment. And it's done one more thing, Alex. Not only has it vindicated all the truckers and put the blame around Trudeau's neck. But it has now fired the starter pistol for hundreds of Canadians who were debanked to sue the government because the pretext of having their bank account seized was just declared unlawful. The only people breaking the law during that trucker protest, other than some parking tickets was Trudeau himself. Last point. The week that this federal court ruling came out, the justice minister under Trudeau, who had implemented martial law, he abruptly announced he was quitting parliament and retiring. But we caught him deleting his Twitter account, which has all of his public statements and his private direct messages. So we've gone to court to freeze his Twitter account. I think he's trying to delete his tracks now that hundreds of Canadians are going to sue him over that false invocation of martial law. So listen, the world is in jeopardy, Alex. There's bad news everywhere. But every once in a while when you get a win like this, especially from a court that you had sort of written off, it's worth taking a moment to celebrate. By the way,
1: I'm kicking myself for not raising that. When I wanted you on a few weeks ago, and I understand you were busy, I wanted you on about that ruling, and then you, 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 that was the reason I wanted you on. Now all this other stuff has happened. But again, I want to say this again. The, the, the WF, the UN, all of them have said Canada is their main model. Uh, Klaus Schwab has said Trudeau is who he's most proud of as the model. We played yeah. that clip many times. I'm not going to play it again, but it's on record. Just type in Klaus Schwab says Trudeau's the model. We penetrates the cabinets. The, yeah. the, 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 the UN and your deputy prime minister and all of them have now come out just this week and said we want to take the bank accounts and demonetize Anybody that criticizes the Ukraine war, anybody that criticizes open borders. So they're trying to take the model of the social credit score from China to Canada to, and, and now externalize that everywhere. That's why this victory, I know the court brought up the debanking as the worst part, uh, is so incredibly
3: important. Yeah, you know, there's just this week. Uh, A member of parliament for our socialist party introduced a private members bill that would criminalize, like not just make it mildly illegal, but it would be a crime punishable with more than a million dollars in fines and two years prison time. This private members bill, as as it's called, would make promoting the oil and gas industry a crime. I know you're thinking, no, that can't be. There's got (laughs) to be some catch there. The member of parliament who introduced it actually compared it to anti-tobacco legislation. And and there's a common thread there. They don't want you to be able to criticize oil and gas. They want you to, you know, Uh, use less carbon, they're also in Canada proposing to make it a crime to, quote, deny a genocide against indigenous people. If you deny that there are mass graves of Indians at the Indian residential schools, even if you're a skeptic, even if you're Indian yourself, they say that should be a crime. So there's all these movements in Canada to strangle free speech about key issues. And the thing is, in Canada, it's happening all the time. But remember when I was in Davos, Switzerland, covering the World Economic Forum? They're all pointing towards the 2024 U.S. election. That is the number one subject of conversation for the global elites. I think I told you that the two names that were on the lips of the delegates of the WEF more than any other were, number one, Donald Trump and how can they stop him, and number two... Elon Musk and how he is their impediment to stopping Trump. It, there I am in Europe with all these Europeans, all these globalists, but they're obsessed with those two disruptors in America. I want to report that to you, Alex, because you want to know. Uh, you, you told us, but it bears
1: repeating. And people ask me, is Musk good or bad? Uh, you can't lie. The, the, the facts don't lie. You judge a tree by its fruits he was never really a bad person, but he's involved in every major technology so people can be as scared of the technologies and other implementation. And I certainly agree with a lot of that. We should be very careful. But if you look at one point in the compass being total freedom and one being globalist tyranny, he was kind of in the middle before. He swung almost all the way over to being like a Tucker Carlson or an Ezra Levant or an Alex Jones. And so is Joe Rogan. And I know Joe Rogan personally. I know he's really awakened... Pissed off. So I think people need to be able to sit back and realize we're having cultural victories, and 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 and, and that we we need to get ready for people to come over to our side and, and not just reject people when they start doing so many good things. What, what's your view on
3: that, and, and and what do you think, gut level and and also intellectually about Elon Musk? Thanks for asking. My number one fear is that he is exposed to the Chinese government because he has such a large uh, production facility. China is such a large part of his plans. So whenever I see him asked about China in one of his interviews, he really clams up a bit. That's my number one fear. But let's talk about the number one journalistic moment of the week, which is Tucker Carlson's upcoming interview with Vladimir Putin. That would not be aired on any network tv i think it would be banned on youtube elon musk has assured that that will be seen as in, in its totality and as he says let the people judge it and and think of all the other things that he has permitted including if i might say the revival of your accounts and so i mean that is a proof point you see his tweets lately about open borders immigration He's, he's sounding like a rock-ribbed Republican. And I, I have to say, no man is perfect. But as Ronald Reagan said, I'm paraphrasing, he said, a 10% enemy is still a 90% friend. And Elon Musk is a friend to everyone who cares about the free dissemination of ideas, the ability to speak truth to power. And and the, that's why they hate him at the World Economic Not Forum. No, exactly. And, anybody,
1: and Startover was interrupted, but anybody that sits there holier than now about Musk... I mean, I just ask him, okay, so you wish he'd just get rid of Twitter and stop doing the good things he's doing? No, he's, yeah. I know people that know him personally. I'll leave it at that. He lives here in Austin. I'm friends with some of the people that are very close friends. I've interviewed him for two and a half hours. They say behind the scenes, he is completely red-pilled, totally pissed and awake. Now, I know that about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan at dinner, he's like, you're totally right, Alex. It's all true. New world order. He's come <laughs> out against us all. And, and so I know Joe's for real, and I can clearly see that musk is rapidly moving into our camp because as he said just yesterday if the west collapses the world will collapse We've got to expand civilization. It doesn't sit in stasis. It will totally collapse. The globalist plan for post-industrial world will create a new dark age and the elites will be destroyed. This crazy leftist Klaus Schwab, King Charles, Nazi-esque depopulation plan will destroy everybody. And Musk is smart and he's right. And so thank God for Elon Musk. And it's not a kiss his ass scenario. Trump's not perfect either. But thank God for, for President Trump. I mean, I'm just sick
3: of people acting holier than thou. Does anyone in America, does anyone in Canada actually think for a second that many of the world's calamities would be happening if Trump were in office? All the things they don't like about Trump, mainly his personality, his jokes, his crass style – those are the things that scared the beans out of the bad guys, and I believe Trump, when he says he would end the war in Ukraine in 24 hours, I believe it never would have started, and I think every Democrat knows that in their bones, and I think every Democrat knows in their bones that some, you know, uh, Mad Max-style Houthi terrorist wouldn't be shooting it oil tankers or U.S. aircraft carriers with impunity, they wouldn't even try it if Trump were around. Peace through strength. Donald Trump didn't go starting wars, but he had a wildness in in his eye, a twinkle, that that you looked at him and you said, I'm not going to try anything with this guy because America's on top. No one feels that way about Biden. Biden thinks he's still negotiating with Francois Mitterrand, who hasn't been with us in decades. And Helmut Kohl, and Helmut Kohl. Yeah. You know, he's, I suppose they say when you start to lose your mind, your memory goes back to your childhood or your youth. Soon we'll have him talking about corn pop again or something. I tell you, November can't come soon enough, but um, I'm worried because... They will not stop at anything to block Trump. So much to Putin talk. That's your job when you're talking to a world leader like that. I think Tucker knows this is his moment to shine, and I think he's put an enormous amount. of Oh, I've in never his seen him so
1: excited. He's been trying for t- three years to do this, and I'll just leave it at that. But yeah. he is just. This is all. When when I was up there months ago, up in Maine with him, he was just. Absolutely, he goes when I go to Europe. You know, Europe. And I go, yeah, Europe. The big interview. He goes, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he, he really wants to stop World War Three. And absolutely, and and I I don't think I know Ezra. Their attempt to demonize and shut this down, it would have got a hundred million views on X. The the Streisand effect is going to get this a billion views total, one way or another.
3: I think so because it's not just Americans who want to see it. Everyone in Europe wants to see it, and everyone around the world who wants to see. Both Tucker and Putin. This is historic in a way, and and I, I mean I'm curious, and every hater is curious too. I mean both pe- both fans and foes want to see it. You don't think every single analyst at the CIA and NATO is going to watch it? You don't think Vladimir Zelensky is going to watch it? They want to hear answers to real questions. I and <laughs> I think we can all judge what we hear for ourselves. And the fact that Hillary Clinton or, or others are actually talking about criminalizing this journalism tells you a lot more about them. It's so funny, the projection. And I'm not saying that Putin's a good guy. He's a former KGB agent. I'm sure he's, uh, he's uh, ended some lives directly. Um, he's, he's not a pleasant dude. But for people like Hillary Clinton to start talking about authoritarian moves like jailing journalists, she, she doesn't even realize how much she's projecting the authoritarian nature of the left has certainly come out in regards to Tucker. It's, it's quite telling.
1: No, I totally agree. And they're also now saying they want to use the Espionage Act. And they say, if he exchanged questions with Putin beforehand, that's espionage. No, espionage is giving somebody missile secrets or submarine secrets during a war.
3: Tucker's not giving them military secrets. He's going and talking to them. You know, we know about... Democrats who receive millions of dollars in payments, for example, from the wife of the former Moscow mayor. We know about millions of dollars going to high-ranking Democrats, even in the president's own family from Russia. That would, if you're interested in espionage and corruption and that's influence, that's right. That if would Putin gave, a, a gave him ten million
1: dollars to be pro-Russia, that would be espionage. But there's no evidence of that. But there is well, I don't three million know, from espionage. the Moscow mayor.
3: There is three, and there is yeah. Bur- but, yeah. And, and listen, Tucker, Tucker doesn't need the money. Tucker's doing just fine. I think he's, I think he's making a name for himself. I saw Christiana Manpour, I think it was, say, oh, Tucker, you're not the only one trying to get, he was criticizing Tucker and saying, oh, we've all been trying to get it. Well, that's, it's, it's jealousy partly too, isn't it? I mean, What journalist wouldn't love to have this moment? You would. I would. Well, Tucker's the guy with the momentum and the gravity, and he's been telegraphing for years. He wants this. I bet he's been thinking of his questions for three years, Alex. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and every hater will be watching too. It's like what they used to say about Howard Stern. The only people who listen longer than the fans We're the foes. And for the same reason, what's he going to say next? Except this isn't just jokes and and sex jokes. This is the stuff that wars and peace are made of. It's going to be historic, I think. I'm excited to see some real journalism instead of the propaganda I see. Well, I mean, I, I, you're absolutely right, and and that's why this is bigger than
1: Tucker or Vladimir Putin. It's about stopping World War III. It's about Kennedy getting on the phone with Khrushchev and the Cuban Missile Crisis in the early 1960s. We need this dialogue, and, and we need to know that all Americans don't hate Russians, and all Russians don't hate Americans, and that it's actually the opposite of that. And Look, I don't like hearing the Ayatollah Khomeini or Khomeini before that. I don't like the things he was saying. I don't like those guys, but it was okay when all those big national 60 Minutes, reporters went and talked to him because that's what you're supposed to do and what they're really saying is your children you're not allowed as adults to hear what another adult is saying and that's just the essence of tyranny and that's the essence of being treated like a child
3: you know, I, in Davos, I'm not sure if I told you, when I was here for the World Economic Forum, remember, so many companies and countries have a big pavilion outside the secure area. So we could go into them and see what they had to say at the United Arab Emirates or India or whatever. Ukraine has a big pavilion every time. And I went there last year and I went there this year. And obviously, it's their national message. You could call it propaganda. But I went there with an open eyes, an open heart. And listen – Alex, the number one victims here are the Ukrainian people. How many hundreds of thousands of people have been killed? Young, An entire generation of young men. I saw a report that the average age of the Ukrainian soldier these days is 43 because they've wiped out the generation of young people, let alone the millions who have fled the country as refugees. The number one beneficiary of peace would be the Ukrainian people. And when I hear the alternative just flinging more men a, a, in, into the meat grinder, it's heartbreaking. And I, I listen. And I now they want to. Now they the- want to
1: conscript women. And even the former uh, U.S. top general from NATO just retired a few years ago. He said uh, two weeks ago, "It's time to conscript the women." This is barbaric.
3: You know, it's heartbreaking. And I, I tell you, if I had one question to ask Putin, and I know I'll never get the chance, it would be this: There's so many reports from different people who were there that there was when Israel was actually helping to Israel's friendly with Ukraine and Russia. So Israel was hosting a, a kind of peace talks. This is over a year ago. And there was a general template on a on a peace agreement and Boris Johnson was dispatched to scupper that deal at right. the last moment. That's been widely reported from various people in the meeting. How and and what did the West what did Ukraine gain from the additional war, besides more devastation, and Israel didn't get any credit
1: for trying to stop the war. Netanyahu did do that.
3: You know, it should be. I mean, could you imagine if the war was stopped? There, I want to. I would like to hear Putin describe what the deal was, and why it was called off if he would be interested in the deal. Because otherwise, how does this end? What's the end game for Ukraine, simply de- depopulating the country, throwing more? Well, that was my next at- question. I mean, they
1: now even admit in the New York Times, we knew this a year ago, six months ago was certain, they've been decimated, they can't get new recruits, the Russians never wanted to take the whole country, they wanted that security zone, and then to lure the, the NATO Proxy army in for destruction. What Putin said two years ago has now been done. I think it's fair to say Ukraine has lost.
3: And they've lost in a number of ways, and it's heartbreaking. And I and I say that having gone through and in, in absorbed the Ukrainian message in Davos. And I went in there knowing, okay, I'm gonna be getting the full Monty from the Ukrainian side. But you know what? It's a story of loss and pain, and yeah. And they've been a, valued. They, I mean, they're outnumbered,
1: you know, 10 to 1 by the Russians. You can't deny the Ukrainians have fought like hell, but all the analysts knew it was a suicide mission, so the West sits back, winds them up, pushes them in to die,
3: knowing Russia was going to win. You know, Ukraine on a, it had uh, one of the largest caches of nuclear weapons after the Cold War. Because remember, they were part of the Soviet Union. And other than the Russian Federation itself, Ukraine had the most nukes of any country. I think they had, other than America, I think they were in, it was America, Russia, Ukraine, and then- Yeah, Ukraine Ukraine was positioned for war by Europe, yeah. And- They were convinced to give up their nukes. And Bill Clinton signed, I think it was called the Bucharest Memorandum or the Budapest Memorandum, basically saying, give up your nukes and we promise we'll help you. Well, that's sort of a parable, isn't it? Never give up your guns, let alone your nukes. If Ukraine had its nukes, Russia never would have invaded. And there's a parable there about someone saying, give up your own self-defense, we'll take care of you. That paper was worth nothing. And, and my heart breaks. You know, my own family came from Ukraine 120 years ago. Obviously, I regard myself as a Canadian. But, you know, it's, what a disaster that war has been, but it's still celebrated as a victory across the West. It makes me very sad.
1: Very well said. Ozo. Let's get to these other big topics when we come
5: back cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone, which occurs naturally in our body but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The Supercharged Special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com.
0: You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. You are either with the republic or against it. Resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. It's Alex Jones.
1: Here's the bottom line. Here's the meat and potatoes of it all. Here's where the rubber meets the road. There are times in human history when we go through incredible change. There are turnings every 90 years or so that have been observed for thousands of years, depending on the different cultures and areas. But we, we go in those cycles. And there are mega turnings that happen every 400 years or so. And if you look at all the technology, and the things we have today, I call it this and others are picking up on it, but it's, it's a mega turning, a super turning. Uh, the turning of all turnings. The whole future of the world is being decided right now. And all the old wars and all the old wounds are being ginned up and opened up. But really, it's team humanity versus team tyranny, folks. It's team demon versus team freedom. That's an any bravo term that I've expropriated. So Ezra Levant is one of the smartest guys out there. The, the work they do is first right around the world, not just in Canada. We're so honored to have him. We've only got like 25 minutes left with him. Uh, and, and so I wanted to go over a lot of what we've got here. I want to get into Israel and Gaza. I want to get into the open borders. I want to get into government-assisted suicide, the ongoing uh, insanity in Canada with the transgenderism, uh, and also the Canadian petition to get out of the UN and the WHO. What do you want to tackle first?
3: You know, the transgenderism thing is incredible, and I, I think there's a lot of issues out there that reporters are afraid to talk about for fear of being called racist or extremist or or anything like that and you know that because you've been called falsely every name in the book now you've got tough skin like an armadillo you've been criticized so much and me too but ordinary journalists they want to stay away from that transgenderism is the most dangerous subject for a journalist to cover although Alex, it's the most obvious one. Your own eyes show it to you. And, and remember... And when, by the way, Tucker Carlson was came up to Canada. I didn't mention that to you. I don't know if you saw that. Rock star level, 20, 30,000 people packing arenas. Oh, my God. It was amazing. He had 4,000 people with him at lunch in Calgary. Then he went up to uh, Edmonton. I don't know the exact number. I'm going to guess 10,000. It was a hockey stadium. I mean, stadium. that stadium looked like a 20, 30,000. I mean, it was, they, they were in the It nosebleeds. was huge. And, and by the way uh it was he's got such a sense of humor i forgot how funny he is you know him so you i mean I, oh my god he's to, even better he's listen funny.
1: ezra he's even better behind the scenes i've spent days with him once he came and hung out with us on thanksgiving i spent a couple of days with him and uh, 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 just recently the guy is like santa claus he's so jolly he's literally what he looks like on tv you know,
3: I, I got a real kick out of his visit, and it got the entire country squawking about him, including Trudeau, of course. But one, I learned something from him, and and that's I didn't. I thought I had heard him so many times. I, you know, I'll just go just to be there for the moment. But I learned something. He said that the purpose of transgenderism, one of its ideological missions, is to humiliate Christians, and. And I would interpret that to mean – you know that scene in the book 1984 where the torturer holds up four fingers and says to the hero in Orwell's 1984, how many fingers – there are five fingers and he's holding up four. And he keeps torturing, torturing Winston Smith until he says there are five. And the torturer says, no, it's not enough for you to just say there's five. You've got to believe it. And, and, and what's my point about the humiliation point in this 1984? Transgenderism is about making you look at a man and saying that is a woman. It's about breaking down your own personal integrity, your moral integrity, your own belief system—if you can swallow the lie that a man is a woman, and therefore that anything flows from that, that a man can go into a woman's change room, then everything is broken. It down. makes you and, murder. And so- it makes
1: you murder logic. And so they need to have a benchmark that's so insane that now you'll accept anything. If you believe that big fat men dress like clowns that are convicted pedophiles
3: are women, then you'll believe anything. You'll, be, you'll believe the moon's made of cheese. You know, and it's incredible that Orwell nailed that 75 years ago in his book, but it's... Ezra, you know why? You know why? Just a brief aside, uh, because
1: I've read most of his other books that were nonfiction. They're actually uh, composites of essays he wrote uh, under different names, like To Kill an Elephant. is actually a compendium book. It's also a sub-essay. He was from a very powerful family, but they lost money, so they were out of power. Then he went and was an imperial policeman in India. Uh then he came back and became a communist, he lived on the street in Paris and London for years and got tuberculosis. Then he went into uh MI6 OSS before, it was like the chief propagandist uh in the Fabian Socialist, the very top guild, and believed it, and then found out later, wait a minute. Uh, Hitler's bad, but Stalin's just as bad, and you guys are planning something like that here. I'm going to write a book exposing, and he said that in his essays in the year before he died. You know, he died a year after the book's published. He wrote the essays. No, this is what they're really planning.
3: This is what they'll do if we don't stop them. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're right. And let me just throw one more thing out, and I learned this actually from Dr. James Lindsay, who I think is a thoughtful critic. He says the word queer... We usually take that to mean a a comment on sexuality, but it's not just that. There's queer math, there's queer history, and all it means is to attack the norm, to tear it down. So when I look at transgenderism and I think, why is this happening? This madness has emerged from nowhere. It's French Revolution, it's overthrow God's reality. Exactly. And so we have a reporter. You, you might recognize me. Recognize me. Where's that fedora? His name is David Menzies. He's one of our favorite guys. And he goes to sporting events where this is all out in the open. He doesn't go to secret meetings. These are tournaments, swimming tournaments, volleyball tournaments, and And they're mainly for young women in in high school or college sports. So there's moms and dads there. But the the latest story that David Menzies broke, it's the craziest thing, Alex. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Well, there's a couple of stories. One is a 50-year-old man who not only says he's a woman, he says he can compete with teenage girls. So he's not just transgender, he's trans age. And the swimming club lets him swim with and change in the change rooms with. Young girls. And they, in fact, changed their swimmer's bill of rights to say anyone can compete against So they're pushing age. the boundaries. It's just like saying we're going to
1: put unqualified, mentally ill people in the cockpits of 777s. And we now have FAA videos saying it makes people uncomfortable. We're doing it. They're they're literally at war with reality.
3: And what gets me, the, the number one thing I feel whenever I watch David's videos of these sports events is where are the mums and dads? I mean, Alex, the most dangerous place in the world is, I mean, if you see a baby bear cub, get the hell away because God forbid you're between that bear cub and its mom. You are in grave danger. There's nothing a mama bear won't do to protect its young. And that instinct is in people. And they know that if they can pre- cut that instinct off, they can get away with anything. Is that the same reporter that got arrested for asking the yes. uh, the deputy prep, uh, yes. leader? Sp- tell that whole story. Yes. Sure. And, and again, in Canada, there's 700 agents of the government of Iran running around this country whipping up anti-Western, anti-Semitic, anti-Canada stuff. And so there's been a call to criminalize a terrorist group, call a terrorist group the Islamic Republican Guard Corps which is they host
1: protest on on X in Ottawa with 50,000 people and they admit it's sponsored and run by the kud's forces that's the Iranian militia
3: and and they're legal in Canada under Trudeau so our guy Menzies the same guy who covers the transgenderism he goes up to the deputy prime minister and he says I'm David Menzies with Rebel News why won't you ban the IRGC Okay, that's a pretty good question. Yeah, that's the clip right there and watch there. So he's asking her the question twice and then a cop stands in front of him, brushes against him and then the cop says, "You're under arrest for assault." But you just saw the clip, Alex. He didn't assault anyone. The cop assaulted him. And in fact, if I can ask your team, can you play that last 60 seconds with the sound up? You've got to hear this yeah, sound. Yeah, guys, play, up. The, clip. play the clip.
1: Uh, here's the clip.
2: Why are you, why sir? you, why are you pushing me? You're under arrest for I don't assault. You're under arrest for assault. What you police. police, you're under arrest for I'm assault. How am I under arrest? You bumped into me. You pushed into me, you bumped, I was just scrubbing. I've got my credentials here, and you just bumped into me. He bumped into him, yeah. Police, Excuse me. you're under arrest What is your, name in your, bag? What what is your name in your badge? What is your name in your badge? You've been
6: told you're
3: under arrest. Why am I under arrest? <laughs> he, he He blocked, he blocked my race.
2: What? Sir, I was just, screaming, uh, Christian Freeland. I'm, I'm a police officer. You're under arrest. Alex, you saw the yourself.
3: the craziest part. They later handcuff him, frog march him to a police car, drive him away, and then just dump him off on the side of the road. They drop the charges. But the incredible thing there is that he wasn't assaulting anyone. He was, at, he wasn't even being rude, maybe slightly annoying. That's a reporter's job. He just asked a question. And did you see that plainclothes cop just sort of stood in the way, was gently brushed, and then slammed our guy against the wall and said, you assaulted me. Premeditated. I think what was... And what was so crazy about that is people saw the gaslighting in real time and it was so natural how these cops lied about it. They later let him go, but Alex, I'm not letting this go because this is the second or third time that Trudeau's or, or liberal other yes. liberal bodyguards have roughed him up and we will seek justice. We sue police who attack our people. We don't let it go. And I got more news coming for you in about a week's time about what we're doing for David. Canada, the way they treated him, I don't know if you remember when the Turkish President Erdogan came to Washington D.C. and there were some uh, anti-Erdogan protesters, and Erdogan's bodyguards just pummeled the hell out of yep. them. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: guys, pull up. Erdogan's bodyguards beat up uh, peaceful protesters, D.C. They beat the snot out of
3: them. And that's that's what Christian Freeland's. Uh, that Christian Freeland is the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, and she is a board member of the World Economic Forum. How's that even allowed? How can you be a trustee? A and wasn't her ancestors lo- pro-Nazi publishers in Ukraine? Yes, you know you know our story well. Her grandfather was a Nazi who actually expropriated a newspaper from a Jew and turned it into a Nazi propaganda machine. I, I mean, her grandfather would be frou- proud of her style, Alex. Incredible. We've only got like 12 minutes left. We got my daughter Could you imagine saying those words? If it was someone coming with a gun or a knife, you would do everything you could, but what if it was a doctor in the state-run healthcare system who had the force of law with him? In fact, you would be charged with the crime of interfering with healthcare. That's what they call it, Alex. They call doctor-assisted suicide healthcare, the medical profession that for thousands of years, their motto was do no harm, the Hippocratic Oath. They are the lead practitioners and never forget it. it was the doctors who were the pointy edge the spear in the holocaust How absolutely doctors- that's where it all
1: started in, in 33 and then it's eight, 10 years later he was killing millions with hitler so let's expand on this i don't want get it wrong though they were trying to say handicapped people mentally ill people that are at wards of the state the state will decide to make the decision they couldn't find any doctors to do it so at least that radical insane expansion got shelled but you're right canada is now one of the
3: capitals other than like the netherlands of uh, of government pushed suicide And don't think it's not connected with the fact that our government runs the health care. Government runs the health care about as well as it runs the post office. And so it's expensive and it's slow. And there are literally millions of Canadians waiting in pain for surgery. Everyone has free health care. Good luck if you can get it. The, The waiting list is insane. And so all these people who are languishing, many of them in pain, the government says, hey, we'll suicide you everyone's a winner. i played news and clips
1: from your national TV, so they're showing this. And it's like, well, it's I've got really that. bad back pain. I don't want to die, but they say I yeah. cost too much money, so they want to kill me. The, the, sh- shifting out of that, then closing comments on that. Let's talk about open borders. Uh, let's talk about Israel, Gaza, and Canada petition to get out of
3: the UN. Sure. You know what? I I don't know if uh, you can find it quickly on our Twitter feed. There's a short clip of our immigration minister named Mark Miller, Mark spelled with a C, who announces that he wants to bring literally thousands of refugees from Gaza to Canada. I don't know if your team could I go I saw the clip News when you got it up there a
1: few days ago. Yeah, people go to Rebel Media. Uh, they can find it. Rebel that-
3: News Online is our Twitter. And, and it's just a clip, because you, you're not going to believe it if you don't see it. There's no other country in the world that wants to take refugees from Gaza. Certainly not Egypt. In fact, they're building a higher fence between Egypt and Gaza. But Trudeau is so dead set on maxing out migrants, and he's got an obsession with migrants from the Arab world. Who else would take migrants from Gaza? Trudeau wants... Thousands of them, and I remind you that Palestinian pollsters have found that at least 75% of Gazans support Hamas and other terrorist groups and support the October 7th terrorist attack, and Trudeau wants to bring these people into our neighborhoods. I'm terrified, and by the way, you happen to share the world's longest undefended border with us. And so do you think that of these thousands of Gaza migrants that Trudeau's bringing, do you think none of them Will have ambitions to go after the great Satan. Yeah, play that clip sound up if you please. Okay, they'll they'll
1: they'll they'll, they'll get it cue. They'll tell me in a moment when they get ready with audio. But but let me just ask you this: here's what here's where the left disconnects from reality. Okay, okay, I know it's a fetish hate Israel and say everything evil on earth is Israel. And I was mad at, you know, Netanyahu pushing the poison shots like all the other leaders and saying Israelis are getting pigs and all that. So I don't think Israel's perfect. Nobody's, I mean, I love America. I can't stand our government. Okay, it's the it's same thing with Israel. You know, I think Israel's great, but I can't stand some of the stuff different governments do. Same thing with, you know, the UK or Canada or anybody. You know, Trudeau's not Canada. Netanyahu's not, you know, Israel. But this leftist big media Uh, State Department, big universities are completely anti-Israel, pro-Islam. The Islamists are attacking the White House, attacking everybody, blocking highways, attacking people, saying, screw America. We're taking over. This is an Islamic state. And then the left, you know, trannies and people go out and get beat up at these events, not knowing what Islam thinks about them. It's the West that's tolerant. Why is the left so allied with Islam?
3: Ezra? A few weeks ago. Uh, I don't I don't know if we're frozen there. If you can see me, um, on the streets of London a few weeks ago, they had 100,000 people march in support of Hamas, and I was interviewing everyone I could, and and they were mainly new immigrants to the UK, but there were some old timers, some some people in their 60s and their 70s. And and I talked to them. They were from the old Socialist Workers Party. And here's what I detected, Alex. In the 60s and 70s, these people hated the UK so much that they thought their chief ally was the Soviet Union. So they were for disarming the West and capitulating to the Soviets, and they were Marxists. Now the greatest counterweight to the democratic, civilized, free West is radical Islam. So they side with them, and it, and that's what queering means that we talked about. So when you say queers for Palestine, they don't actually think that they're going to go to Palestine and live uh, and go to a gay pride parade. They know they'll be killed, but they know that they're against the the capitalist, patriarchal, uh, free West, and so are Palestinians. So are Russians that's right. maybe – I mean, not no, no, this is the perfect Russia answer. You're absolutely days, right. And, and
1: they think Islam's going to help them capture power in the West. Then they'll double-cross Islam. But we know Islam has another plan.
3: Yeah, and, and so Russia used to be the counterweight to the West. Now they see Russia as the keeper of some of those old Christian values. So the the left is very confused about Russia. It's one of the reasons they hate Putin is because he's not a godless atheist communist. <laughs> in fact, when he talks about cultural issues, he sounds christian and conservative but but the i think Anyone on campus, a lot of the young people on campus who are marching and chanting, they don't actually have a deep understanding of what they're saying. This is our generation's version of the massive unilateral disarmament protests that were in the West in the 70s and 80s. It's just self-loathing and it's a luxury of the West. If you travel anywhere in the third world, anywhere in the developing world, they do not have the same self-loathing. It is a luxury good to be able to hate yourself, and that's why the people who hate the West the most are rich kids in college, because that's an exquisite demonstration of how sophisticated and savvy and, they and are. And I wonder why how they can condemn. I,
1: I wonder why Christian
3: conservatives and, and, and Jews, because
1: you know I've grown up in America, I've seen it. But Christian conservatives, Jews, uh, other groups, they literally have a self loathing and feel like we're bad as Christians, or, and we have to grovel to whatever the power structure is and show that we're bad and, and admit we're bad because we're Christian or we're white. It's total mind control. It's absolute horsemaner. In closing, we're almost out of time. How do we break that and then get into the big Canadian petition to get
3: out of the UN, WHO? I think the first thing is to talk about it and to give people the vocabulary, the vocabulary of how to resist. Most people in college have simply never heard the other point of view before, Alex. And so they don't know that there's another side of the story. But I think once once that light is switched on, they can really, you know, there there is hope out there. Um, to switch gears to, to the last subject you, you had there, sorry, what was the last subject you wanted to cover? The last subject was the uh, Canadian petition to get out of the U.N., Thanks very much. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the World Health Organization is one of the most atrocious uh, parts of the United Nations. Also, the UNRWA, the UN Relief Works uh, Administration, I think that's the Gaza. Like, there's so many awful parts of the UN. I don't know where to start. There's the climate control. That's the UN um, uh, uh, climate change uh, framework convention on and climate And all their anti-free
1: speech and all their open borders crap. The audience has sold their yeah. bad. Tell us what Canada's doing to get out of it.
3: Huge petition, I think over three hundred thousand signatures might not sound a lot for Americans, but remember we're one tenth your size. So that would be like if three and a half million Americans signed an official petition, not just some Facebook petition, but an official government petition to get out. The point now, is Trudeau Canada is, is waking up this. Canada's waking up fast. I sure hope so, but we still have Trudeau at our helm. Imagine Gavin Newsom as your president. That's Justin Trudeau as our prime minister. Mm-hmm. All right, very impressive,
1: uh, Ezra Levant. As soon as you're ready to come back on, anytime you've got news to break, we're watching everything you do. Uh, again, where are the best places for people to find you? I guess it would be rebelnews.com on Twitter,
3: Ezra Levant. You betcha. And uh, come to our channel if you want to see more of that transgender reporting by David Menzies. It really is unique. So many reporters are scared of touching it. And we'll make sure to send you the clips when we get them, David.
1: All right. I'm sorry, I called
3: you, David. I was just, no, you're Alex talking about the reporter. I, I get
1: it. We're moving fast.
3: Yeah. Ezra Levant, we'll talk to you soon.
1: And, and and your reporter, David, is amazing. Get him on. Anytime reporters want to come on, tell my producers. Let's get them on, too. Yeah, I sure will. He'll be great. And great job fighting to keep the churches open during the lockdowns. You were the tip of the spear. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Ezra Levant is a smart guy, doing great work. We're a lot richer because he's there freedom-wise. All right, folks, uh, we are... Out of time for this hour, we have huge investigative reports inside the the, the illegal alien camps, how they're being abused, so much more, coming up with a very special guest. We'll start the next hour, get to that, infowars.com forward slash show, band out video. And if you're watching us on X or on a local radio station listening or at infowars.com forward slash show, please go to infowarsstore.com, check out the new limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts, the 1776 Gadsden flag shirts uh, that I designed and get some of the great products. We've got a big sale that's ending imminently for 50% off DNA Force Plus and Real Red Pill Plus. We also now have back in stock, new and improved, even stronger, and 40% off, got a better deal on it. We have the amazing, over-the-top, absolute, just killer, nitric boost, it cleans out your blood, cleans out your whole body at InfoWarsStore.com. So get your nitric boost. Get your next level foundational energy. Get your winter sun. Get you all of the great products now at InfoWarsStore.com or AAA two five three three one three nine. 3139 Hour number three is only two minutes away. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the Info War. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off Info War store.